I miss my friend Tommy DePaula. In celebration of the U.S. Postal Service issuing a Streganona stamp, I wanted to share this interview that I conducted with Tommy back in the early 20-teens. Tommy's friendship is actually intertwined with my love story between me and Gina, my wife. When Gina and I started dating in 2006, she had her childhood copy of Streganona with her in her Boston apartment. That book meant the world to her. Upon learning that I was a children's book author and illustrator too, she'd asked if I had ever met Tommy, and I hadn't. But about a month after dating, I met Tommy at a conference. We were both out at the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators annual out in Los Angeles. Tommy and I became fast friends, and I bought the big Art of Tommy DePaula book, and I had him sign it to both Gina and me. Now, this was a big step, a huge commitment. Like, it's a hardcover art book. Those aren't cheap. But by then, I, I just knew. I knew Gina was the one. And when Gina saw that I had Tommy sign the book to the both of us, well, she knew that I knew. Over the years, Gina and I cherished our time with Tommy. He even dedicated a Streganona book to the both of us. And it was a Christmas book too, a holiday that both Tommy and Gina always would go over the top for. I hope that you enjoy this trip down memory lane. How I wish I could see Tommy's eyes sparkle in real life once again. But man, do I feel so lucky to have this recording featuring his infectious laugh and a record of our friendship. So on this special episode of Origin Stories, it's in between seasons. Let's get to know Tommy DePaula's origin story. Origin Stories with JJK. This is Jarrett here, and today I am in the home studio with a good friend of mine and a legend in children's books. <laughs> Mr. Tommy DePaula. Hey. Oh, hello. How are you? <laughs> Tommy, you're like, you are so uh-huh. famous. You're like a Madonna or a Prince. You just say Tommy, and people know exactly who you're oh, talking about. Oh, my goodness. Hey, you would say Madonna, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm a gaga person. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Jared. That's very nice of you. Uh, Tommy has uh, welcomed me into his home. Uh, this afternoon, and we're, we're joined by his dog, Bronte, who's just walked in with a ball to play with. Hi, Bronte. Can you say hi to everybody at home? No, no he I walked can't. away. No, He's he shy. Away, right. uh, but we, we, you, you brought me uh, to your desk, and very exciting news. You are wrapping up a new Streganona book. Yes, I am, for publication in 2013. So 2013, that's a long ways away. Is there yeah. anything you can tell people about the Streganona book? Well, of course, Streganona solves the problem one more time. But we've in- I'm introducing a new character, her cousin's daughter. Strega Gaga? Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> right. Her name is Angelina. Ooh. So um, uh, I won't say any more. She's got big hair. That's all I'll say. Okay. Yeah. And she's madly in love with Ugo. Hugo, yeah, Hugo. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the first Strega book that was published in 1970. Oh, no, 60 something. No, maybe 75. A while ago. Know. What do I know? <laughs> what do I know? I'm a legend, remember? <laughs> well, it was published before kids. Kids, Streganona was published before your parents met. That's that, right. That is true. That's right. Before they were born, some of them. Before they were born, some of them. That's true. Uh, uh, tell us where Streganona came from. She came from the inside of my head. 
And and how exactly did she get there? Well, I was at I was teaching at the time at Kobe Sawyer College here in New London, New Hampshire, where I still live. And we had to go to faculty meetings. We were required to go to faculty meetings. They took attendance, believe it or not. So I sat in the back row, and I had a yellow pad, you know, lined pad, and I doodled, and I doodled all the time. Well, I was teaching in the theater department, and I was very interested in trying to start a sort of commedia dell'arte troupe to go visit schools. You know, that's more or less uh, Italian traditional street theater. And so I was drawing Puccinello, you know, big nose, big chin. Yep. And suddenly, in this doodle, a little kerchief appeared. And I said, oh, my God, her name is Treganona. Just like that? Just like that. I swear. Just wow. like that. And I put, It sounds like true magic. It was. Yeah. It was total magic. I, I, as I say, I didn't think of her. She channeled me. She wanted to be on this planet, and I brought her. So that's exactly how it, it, she appeared. And then about a month later, my editor at Prentice Hall, Ellen Roberts, said, we think it's time for you to retell a folktale. What is your favorite folktale from your childhood? And I said immediately, the porridge pot story. Now, that's a good pop, pop, popping. Yeah. You know. And I th- so she said, well, reread it, see if it's in public domain, and then retell it. Well, I read it, and I thought, oh, come on. This is 1970s. What kid is interested in porridge? Nobody. Nobody even knows what it is. You know, Fruit Loops, maybe. But, but then I thought, but I like that double P sound, porridge pot. And I looked up at the space above my drawing table, and it was almost like the little sketch was saying, me, me. So I said, wait a minute. I can call it the pasta pot and use this little character named Straganona. And the rest is history. Wow. And could, could you humor me and, 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 and give me the spell? I want to hear oh, your which voice. Which one? Which one? The first the, one or the, the second the one? Good. There's two, you know. Uh, the pasta pot okay. one. Well, the one to bubble, make pasta. Okay. Bubble, bubble, pasta pot. Give me my pasta nice and hot. It's time. It's time. To, I can't remember it. That was the remix. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> the guy got remixed. To stop it. Three kisses. And now I've got a challenge. Bubble, bubble, pasta pot. Boil me some pasta nice and hot. I'm hungry and I'm. Uh, it's time to sup. Time to sup. Boil enough pasta to fill, fill me, me up. up. That's Excellent. right. And, and, and then, enough, enough, my pasta, pasta pot. pot. I have my pasta nice and hot. So simmer down my pot of clay until I'm hungry another, another day. day. But then the magic comes. Mwah. 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 And so which, there. of course, Big <laughs> Anthony, Big Anthony. Uh, also has trouble with the spell because he forgets to the blow the three, three kisses. kisses. That's right. And then, the, you know, the, that, that pasta just fills the town. Uh, but where did Big Anthony come from? He's such my a cousin, great character. My cousin Frankie. You know, I was going <laughs> to ask you if it was, if it was after and somebody. poor Frankie isn't with us anymore. But he, he and I, <laughs> I love it. But anyway, he was tall and redheaded. So, I, you know, just so I wouldn't have the mafia after me, I made him blonde. Oh, no, and in my mind, he came from northern Italy. There's okay. a lot of blondes in northern Italy. Yes. And My from, wife's uh, a, a great uncle, blonde. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But the the Calabresi, where Sergonona, she's from Calabria. My relatives come from Calabria, the town of Paola, like my last name. Oh, no way. And they're either dark-haired or red-headed from the, uh, uh, the Greeks coming through, you know, okay. and green eyes. And so... You know, it's, 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 you can learn a lot about geography, history, and ethnicity by reading Stregonona books. And a lot about <laughs> Italian culture and, and, and the language. But before we get that, 
what did cousin Frankie ever figure it out? Yeah, I told him. Oh, you told him. Okay, yeah, I told him. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then he became. Then when, of course, Stregonona got a, a Caldecott honor book, and he was like, "Oh, I'm in a book. I'm in a book." <laughs> and then he's suddenly <laughs> signing his autograph. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like you said, there are a lot of uh, Italian culture. So you grew up in a very Italian household and a very Irish household. My father was Italian, my mother Irish. So I would say that I grew up in more of an Irish household than an Italian household. Although uh, my father made wonderful meatballs. Oh, I, I, my father loved to cook. And I didn't appreciate my Italian grandmother's cooking until I was probably in high school. She lived in Fall River. Massachusetts. We lived in Meriden, Connecticut. So we only saw her sporadically. And when she came, everything came to a halt. She was Mrs. DePaola, not my mother. Oh, <laughs> you know? nice. I was, I was not her favorite child, um, her grandchild. I was kind of too noisy for her. I see you sing, you dance, you run around the house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, and you recount so many of your wonderful childhood yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, Jared. And, I and have wonderful chapter books here. What a, what a great thing for you to have. I to, was blessed with a memory that is like a steel trap. In fact, you know, it doesn't take anything to get me to start talking about my family and growing up. And, and now, uh, now that I'm going to be almost 80, I'm going to be 78 this September 2012. Um, I'm starting to remember things like high school, college, and so you know I'm not going to live long enough to put it all down. Oh, so stop. you know I'm going to have to get a tape recorder and go into a trance. You know. So what would you tell kids in terms of them writing down their own stories? What kind oh, of you know, I you wish I had done that. As well, I did. I had a diary, but then my brother found the key. That's in my chapter book. You know, and he stole the key, and he read what I wrote about him in oh. my diary. And uh, he was my older brother, and he wrote all over the page. And, and so I decided, don't write it down. Just remember it. Just remember <laughs> Just Just outlive them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's the second one. I learned that later on. Just yeah. outlive yeah. them. <laughs> I'm doing so okay so far. No, that's great. Exactly. Oh, Tommy. Well, uh, it's been such a pleasure learning more about uh, Streganona and your books. And how many books do you have altogether? Oh, I don't know. 250 or something that I've written and or illustrated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're not all in print, so don't worry if you only have 12. Okay. No. <laughs> but now it's time for your About the Author pop quiz. Oh, my goodness. We're going to see. All right. Let me take. Let me let me get into a Zen meditation. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, I'm ready. Let's see how good your memory is. All right. Oh, dear. Tommy DePaula, what is your favorite kind of pasta? You can only choose one type of pasta for Streganona to boil up in her pasta pot. Spaghetti with garlic and oil. Excellent. Uh, so, uh, like we talked about, you have so many Italian uh, vocabulary words uh, that teach kids ab ab about Italian. Do you have a favorite Italian word, the way it sounds or what it means? Oh, yeah. Amore. Oh, of course. Yeah. Which means, of course, love. Love. It, it, but amore, it sounds so much better than love. <laughs> <laughs> All you need is amore. Yeah, right. The Beatles, right, okay. Right. <laughs> if, if you could have one holiday, Every single day for a month, what holiday would you choose? Oh dear, every day for a month. Every day for a month. Oh well, it would either be Christmas, which is Jesus's birthday, or September fifteenth, which is my birthday. <laughs> so what I would do is alternate. Oh, you can alternate. <laughs> you can be creative. There you go. 
Because yeah, and you, I, we know how much you love Christmas. Yeah, I do. As, yeah. A, as a side note, kids, uh, we had dinner with Tommy for my wife's birthday, which is in February. And it was mid-February, and I had taken down all of the Christmas decorations. <laughs> Gina was so upset that Christmas was over. She looked at me like the Grinch taking away the toys. And so Tommy, for her birthday, just gave her all of these Christmas trees and decorations. It was a great, great memory. I fixed you, didn't I? You did. <laughs> um, so as a boy, uh, you made a statement that you were going to perform on stage, right? I said... When I when I grow up, I was four years old. I remember exactly, you know, three and a half maybe. They asked my older brother, "What are you going to be when you grow up, buddy?" And he said, "Oh, Buck Rogers, Joe Palooka, Dick Tracy." I thought, "Good, he wants to be a cartoon <laughs> comic strip." And I said, "I know what I'm going to be when I grow up." And they said, "Yes, yes, yes." Patted me on my head, and I said, "When I grow up, I'm going to be an artist, and I'm going to write stories and draw pictures for books and sing and tap dance on the stage." And of course, we all know that. Uh, you are an author and an artist, and you talked a little bit earlier in this interview about teaching theater, but yeah. your average average uh, listener, reader, might not know that you have performed on stage quite a bit. Oh, we have quite a bit, yeah. So tell yeah. us about a musical that you've been in, one of your favorite musicals, one of your favorite memories on stage performing and acting and singing. Okay, my favorite is with my former dancing partner, Carol Morrissey Griner, who's still around. When we did, we won $1,000 at the Kiwanis Club, uh, what was it called, uh, amateur contest in Meriden, Connecticut, and I sang Once in Love with Amy, and we did a wonderful soft shoe. We were the Mickey and Judy of our town in Meriden, Connecticut in the early uh, 50s, late 40s. So what, so. A, what a great way to reinforce that you could make money off of your art. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, all art. All art, all <laughs> kinds of art. And also, if you get to Meriden, Connecticut, you can visit the library and the children's room is named after Tommy. It's named, it's, a, it's the Meriden, it's the Tommy DePaula Children's Library of Meriden, Connecticut. Isn't that great? And See, I'm still so alive. You can't be surprised if I'm introducing I'm you as a alive. legend. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll take it. I'll okay. take it. Yeah. Well, it's yours because you've earned it. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. Well, I've been talking to Tommy, and I don't even need to tell you his last name is DePaula. And if you want to f- learn more about Tommy on the internet, you can visit his website. Right, or the blog. Uh, the blog has been dormant because I went through some health issues, but it's going to reappear for the fall. We're going to get all kinds of new things on there, some new photographs. Um, and uh, I just love to hear from people. So, And they can go to uh, Tommy.com? Yes, that's right. See, yep. Tommy.com. No one else had Tommy.com. That's you right. I am the one. You are the prince, the Gaga. Well, see Tommy Gaga, and there you, you can go. learn more about Tommy Gaga at your local bookstore <laughs> or library. Just walk in and say, I need a Tommy book, and they will know where to take you. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Tommy. you. Love you so much. Take care, kids. Oh, man. I hope that you enjoyed this trip down memory lane as much as I did. Now, I don't know about you, but I will be stocking up on my Tommy stamps. I'll be using them for anything that I mail out and hoarding some to just hold on to for memory's sake. I will continue to read Tommy's books with such joy. Be sure to support your local public libraries and independently owned bookshops by picking up some of Tommy's books there. And as you heard, there are more than a few hundred titles to choose from. This has been Jarrett J. Krasowska. Please find me across social media via at Studio JJK. And stay tuned for more episodes of Origin Stories in Season 2, which is coming soonish. Thanks.